You've tuned into Growth Point Church, and this is our podcast. Our prayer is that the messages provide an atmosphere for growth and grace in your relationship with Christ and an opportunity for you to gather together in community, whether online or in person. Now let's go into the message. And beginning at verse 26, I'm reading from the Holman Christian uh, uh, Bible today, um, verse 26, and it says this, in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a town in Galilee called Nazareth, to a virgin engaged to a man named Joseph of the house of David. The virgin's name was Mary, and the angel came to her and said, rejoice, favored woman, the Lord is with you. But she was deeply troubled by this statement, wondering what kind of greeting this could be. Then the angel told her, do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. Now listen, you will conceive and give birth to a son and you shall call his name Jesus. He will be great and will be called the son of the most high and the Lord God will give him the throne of his father, David. He will reign over the house of Jacob forever and his kingdom will have no end. Mary asked the angel, how can this be? Since I have not been intimate with a man, the angel replied to her, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the, of the most high will overshadow you. Therefore, the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. Verse 36, and I know this is a lot of reading for some of you, um, but maybe this will take the place of anything you may not have read this entire week. Verse 36, and consider your relative Elizabeth. Even she has conceived a son in her old age, and this is the sixth month for her who was called childless. For nothing, someone say nothing, will be impossible with God. Verse 38 says, I am the Lord's slave. A real interpretation of that means I am the Lord's servant, said Mary. May it be done to me according to your word. Then the angel left her. Earlier, she kept saying, how can this be? But at the ending, she says, may it be done according to your word. Now, I want to ask a question today for this particular topic as we are Christmas Sunday, uh, as I believe that the Holy Spirit was saying to Mary, and I believe he's saying to us, I believe the Holy Spirit was asking Mary, someone say Mary, may I? You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. When I was growing up, we used to um, play a game called Mother May I. Any of you all remember that game? I know some of you all are, are digital heads, but we used to play a game called Mother May I. And in the game Mother May I, what happened is we would line up together and there would be someone in the front who would be the you know mother of sorts and they would give out different um, instructions. Um, but before you move forward, you had to say, Mother, may I? Um, whether they say, take two steps forward, or take three steps back, and, and then they have to say, Mother, may I? And they constantly uh, did that. And uh, it was a, I don't, I don't know if there's too many outside games that people play anymore, uh, but it was a time where you had to ask for permission before you were able to move forward. 
And I thought about that when it relates to the birth of Jesus and it relates to this season that we're in and it relates to this particular story. And sometimes in the commercialization of Christmas and, um, you know, all the different things that are surrounded and we read Luke 1 or we read Luke 2 or we read Matthew or other things about wise men and speculation about how many wise men are there and speculation on the actual day that Jesus was born and in the words of Bishop G. Patterson, we don't know if Jesus was born on uh, December 25th or July 18th, but what we do know is he was born. Someone say he was born, so it doesn't, we're not going to argue about that. That doesn't really matter. You know, yes, uh, the only argument that I used to have, it's a little petty argument I have, Deaconess Lot, is that I always wonder why Jesus was born uh, consistently on December 25th, but Jesus seems to rise from the dead every other month in the spring. Like, he, we can never settle, actually, when Easter is supposed to be. Like, Jesus gets up on a different day, but he always is born on December 25th, but that's my little petty argument that I have, uh, but we're not going to argue about that, but what I think sometimes that we glorify the story because um, even we sing songs called Mary Did You Know, um, which is a favorite song of mine, and we sing it, um, but we say it in the sense that she should have known. Um, we say it in the sense that, because um, we know the ending of the story and we know how it played out, but I don't know if you've ever been in a, a messy middle um, where um, the Lord was asking you to do something or the Lord uh, was giving you something and it didn't seem like the perfect timing. And then we look at this particular story, even though we celebrate today and you know, those people who celebrate or don't celebrate, we are still um, inundated with what this day represents and what it represents all across the world as far as the birth of Jesus. But when we look at before the birth of Jesus and we look at this herald announcement that came from Gabriel, which was an angel, and he, uh, in the middle of her moving forward, because the scripture says that she was engaged to be married to Joseph. And I don't want you to overlook that. Uh, in that time when you were engaged, it was basically the same as um, being married. It wasn't just, you know, some people are engaged for three and four years or whatever. But a lot of times when you at that time were engaged, it was a real public announcement to say, this is who I belong to. I'm not going to anywhere else. And this is whatever. Uh, but here it is that this angel interrupts and talks to her. He says to her, all of them in the middle of her moving, in the middle of her, wherever they were going, all of a sudden, this herald announcement comes and said, hey, Mary, he said, blessed are you, um, some versions say, blessed are you among women, but it says, blessed are you, the Lord has found you highly favored. Now, uh, the, the, many different reformations oftentimes um, say that they bless Mary as if Mary is above all women. Um, so they say um, oftentimes, and some of my family is of that particular reformation, but uh, sometimes they say, blessed are you, uh, blessed is the fruit of your womb and all that type of stuff, you know, as, as if Mary is exalted above all all women. And what happens is sometimes if we're not careful, um, you're still grappling with what other people have decided against you about. What I mean is sometimes your favor makes other people uncomfortable. Uh, when she said, when the, she got the news that she was favored and that she was favored in the middle of this, it was an interruption. Sometimes favor comes at inconvenient times. There are many of us who are praying for blessing and favor and grace. And what happens when he blesses you and your blessing or your favor is actually an interruption. 
So when he says to her, when he says to her, Mother, may, uh, Mary, may I, the first thing is, Mary, may I interrupt your plan? I want to favor you, but it's going to be an interruption of your plans. And there are a lot of us right now, to be real honest, is I don't mind being blessed on my schedule, but I really don't want to be blessed when it doesn't feel like I'm blessed. I was watching the show the other day, The Chosen, and one of the things that, uh, that, that Jesus had told one of the disciples, he said, you're going to heal the sick and you're going to do all these different things. And, and, and one of the people responded to Jesus and said, uh, we're going to heal the sick? Like, we're capable of doing that? And Jesus said, yes, you are. And one of the disciples responded and said, did we miss that ceremony? Did we miss that ceremony where you anointed us, where you commissioned us? And I mean, like, when is that service going to happen? And Jesus said, it's happening right now. And one of the disciples responded and said, but I don't feel anything. And Jesus said, you don't have to feel anything to do something great. And there are a lot of people and often many of us want to feel favored and you want to feel blessed. Sometimes a blessing is not a feeling. Sometimes favor is not a feeling. Sometimes you are like Paul and Silas, favored but locked up. Sometimes you're like Daniel, you're favored, but in the midst of a lion's den. Sometimes you're like, you're like Sarah, you're favored, but your womb won't open up. Sometimes you are favored and nothing has changed. And I want to know, is there anybody on this Christmas Sunday that can look back to the last 12 months and say it didn't feel like I was favored, but the fact that I made it here today means that there had to be some favor over my life. I didn't come here today to play games. The reason I came, the reason I made it to this day is because there had to be some favor. It did not feel like it. It didn't look like it. I complained for 11 of those months, but I want to stay here today to say that the reason that I'm celebrating, the reason I'm here today is because there had to be some favor on my life. I want you to look at somebody and say, I got favor. I got favor. I got favor. It didn't look like it. It doesn't feel like it. My family dynamics haven't changed. My finances hasn't changed. My life set circumstances hasn't changed, but it's just taken favor a little bit of time to catch up with my life. But eventually, sooner or later, it's going to turn in my favor. Somebody say, I'm favored. Glory. So in the midst of that, he said, may I interrupt your plans? I know you got something planned out because you are enjoying the fact that you're engaged to Joseph. So according to your plans, you know, this is how you have it figured out. I'm going to be engaged to Joseph. We're going to do this. We're going to have some children. And we're gonna go. We're gonna be respected in our community. We're gonna all. We're gonna have a house. We're all these different types of things. As we do, we write our plans down. And in the midst of your plans, in the midst of her plans, interruption says, "Hey, I have something I want to introduce you to. I, I want to introduce you to the reason why I interrupted your plans." I, I interrupted your plans. I said, "Hey, you're favored." And the scripture says that that saying greatly troubled her. It greatly disturbed her. Have you ever had a blessing that disturbed you? <laughs> I mean, a, a real thing, a real uh, moment where you, you didn't know whether you should celebrate or whether you should cry. Have you ever had a season or a moment where you were, you, you didn't really know, I don't know if you've ever, I've, I've gone to a season where you've been blessed and really didn't know who you could call that would really be excited about the fact that you were blessed? Like you wanted to say something, but you're like, if I say something, uh, or, or maybe you were in the room with other people who were in line to be blessed like you, but it skipped over them and landed on you. 
<laughs> so here it is in the midst of it she's like I had this thing planned out and all of a sudden you had interrupted that but the angel she and it disturbed her and it greatly troubled her but the angel said fear not Mary he says don't be afraid he said the reason that I want to introduce you to the purpose Mother, may I? Mary, may I? Jason, may I? Miles, may I? Everybody, may I? May I not only interrupt your plans, but may I also introduce you to purpose. The purpose of the plans being interrupted is that I want to show you that you're going to have a holy thing that you're going to birth. There's something great that's inside of you. I want you to do me a favor and look at someone right now and say something's great in you. There's something, there's something great that you're getting ready to birth. There's something great that you're carrying. And the only way for you to really birth it is I've got to interrupt what you had in mind so I can introduce what I have in mind. <laughs> if, you if you carry out your plans, you're not going to birth what's in you. But I know you better than you know you. And because I know you better than you know you, I know what you intend to do. But what you intend to do might actually kill what's in you. So I have to interrupt. I don't know who this is for today. I have to interrupt what you intend to do so I can introduce you to what I plan to do. Because if you if you carry out what you intend to do, it's going to take you longer to get there. But I want to take you faster and further. But your plan's not going to work. Your plan's going to expire. But my purpose is never going to retire. I want someone to say, he's got a purpose on my life. And I've got to make sure I introduce you to purpose. He said, this thing you're carrying is holy. This thing you're carrying is not just about a baby. This thing you're carrying is going to bless generations. This thing you're carrying is going to transcend you. This, this thing you're carrying, you will die, but that child will never die. You will die. You will pass away. They may forget your name, but that name you got inside of you, that business you got inside of you, that dream you got inside of you, that purpose you got inside of you, it's going to change and shift the trajectory of your entire generation that somebody's going to rise up and say, that child carried something. That person carries something in the midst of now you now you understand that Mary wasn't and Joseph weren't necessarily uh, rich. They weren't people that were walking around with favorable situations just because you don't have favorable situations doesn't mean you don't have favor. <laughs> Just because you don't have things always lined and things always together doesn't mean that God doesn't give you favor. He says, I, I'm going to interrupt your plans, but I'm going to introduce you to my purpose. And he goes on and that says, he says, this, this child, he said, you will conceive and birth a son and you will call his name Jesus and he will be great. He will be the son of the most high and the Lord will give him the throne of his father, David. The lineage of David will never expire. He wasn't the father. David wasn't the father, but it's the lineage. He was coming through the lineage of royalty. How can royalty land on someone who's not royal? <laughs> how can you, how can something land on you that you weren't born into? <laughs> how can it transcend all generations? Like every time you look back to your family lineage, all you see is drama and dysfunction. And all of a sudden, skipping through all of that, all of a sudden, something raises up in you that you have never seen. Something that you never thought that you could be. And something within you doesn't even allow you to sleep at night. It won't allow you to operate the way you want to operate because there's something inside of you that's royal. You didn't ask for it. You didn't look for it. Because I, when I look at the scripture, never did I find where Mary asked to be blessed I never find where Mary said give me something holy I, I never I never see uh, I never see Alexis where Mary was on her knees praying to carry something 
But it's so interesting to me that when Jesus knows it's time for you to carry something, when he knows it's time for you to hold something, when it's time for you to walk out something, he will interrupt you to say, now it's time. Now, now it's time. Have you ever asked for something and God, instead of him blessing you, he said, it ain't time yet. It ain't time yet. But in the middle of when you think it's not time, he blesses you, but it's right on time because somebody just opened your mouth and say it was right on time. It didn't seem like it was the right time. It didn't seem like it was time for me to move. It didn't seem like it was time for me to do a vertical climb. It didn't seem like it was time for me to have a child or whatever. But when I look back, over my life it was the perfect time because had he blessed me before then I would have messed it up <laughs> had he blessed me before that I would have messed it up but here right in the middle of this he says I'm going to bless you now uh, according to the scripture this is really only confirming this is really only confirming uh, what had already been spoken in the scriptures. This is only confirming what had been spoken in the scripture uh, that there would be a child that would be born through a virgin and all of that. And, and it was only confirming that, but she didn't know that, but it was a confirmation of that. So he wanted to say, can I interrupt your plans? Can I introduce you to purpose? But after he got through explaining what Jesus would do, then she asked a question and said, how can that be, seeing I've never been intimate with a man? It's interesting to me because there are many of us who want to be blessed with all the details. Like, I want to be blessed, but I want you to tell me how it's going to work out. Like, how many of y'all right now want to know how 2023 is going to be? Just be real honest. Just honest, seriously. We already want to know. Like, if there's going to be another pandemic, tell me. Like, if we go shut down again, like, I need to know right now. I need to prepare for it. Um, I, saw some, I, saw meme, I saw a meme a few months ago. Uh, maybe it was a few weeks ago. I don't know. Everything's rolling up together. And this person said, 2023 went by, excuse me, 2022 went by so fast, I didn't have time to lose weight. <laughs> you know, we sometimes, I want to be blessed, I want to do things, but I want to know how it's going to play out. Give me the play-by-play. -play. So she asked, she says, I want to know how is this going to be seeing that when I, basically, Pastor Gil, when I try to explain this, it's not going to make sense to anybody but me. <laughs> so I really want to know, come on, Moses, when you send me back, who exactly do I say sent me? <laughs> like when you really want like, like how how is this going to happen when come on Abraham when he heard the word and the angel came and gave him the word and Sarah laughed in the tent and she said uh, shall it be at this age I'm going to do something like is it going I mean like do my organs still not my organs does his organs still work I mean at this time how how can it be have you ever just been real honest and said Lord how how are you going to do that like I believe you but I want to know how are you going to do it now, the difference in her how, uh, her how and Zacharias how was different. Because if you go back a few, if you rewind the story, a few verses four earlier, uh, Zacharias was married to Elizabeth and Elizabeth was barren. And it says that Zacharias was a priest and Zacharias was going to go offer incense and he went to go pray. And while he went to go pray, he had a visitation from an angel. And while he was there with a visitation from an angel, the angel said, I'm going to answer your prayer, which means... They had been asking for a blessing in barrenness. So he responded to what they prayed for. Mary didn't ask for anything, but got blessed anyway. <laughs> 
I want to give you just this real Christmas present today. God's going to bless you in ways you haven't even asked for yet. Whoever that's for, God's going to bless you in things you hadn't even asked for. I want you to look at someone and say, I didn't ask for it, but he's going to give it to me. I didn't, I didn't ask for it. I didn't ask for it. I didn't ask for it. But they asked for it in the midst of barrenness. And the angel responded and said, I'm going to give you a child. I'm going to give your wife a child. And Zacharias said, how can it be? But his how can it be was different than Mary's how can it be. His how can it be was based on I don't believe it. Because I've been barren too long. This situation has been like this too long. I don't believe that it can change. And because of that, the angel said, because you don't believe, I'm not going to allow you to say anything until what I spoke to you comes to pass. I'm going to allow you to come out of this encounter, but you won't even be able to talk about it because you didn't believe me when I manifested myself. And I want to ask some of you right now, is God trying to say something to you, but he's got you silent because you don't believe? It's dangerous to have an encounter with God and you don't believe the God that's trying to have an encounter with you. Zacharias didn't believe and when he came out of it, the people said he must have had a visitation, but he can't talk about it. All of a sudden, God opened up the womb of Elizabeth. He opened up her womb. She was pregnant. She hid herself for a while, maybe because she had been barren so long. Sometimes some blessings, I don't know, I keep getting all these things. Some blessings you need to hide for a while. Sometimes you don't need to make a post yet. Sometimes you don't need to text nobody. Sometimes you don't need a new car and drive it around the neighborhood for everybody to see it. Sometimes you just need to celebrate your own victory. Sometimes you need to learn how to celebrate your own stuff and create your own, take your own stuff out on a date and say, you are fine. Oh, you are so good. You need to celebrate yourself. Somebody holler at your boy and say, celebrate yourself. Just celebrate yourself. So he had to, she had to celebrate his secret because if you don't learn how to praise your own blessing, somebody else will tear it down. Some things you have to learn how to praise on your own. Have your own praise break. I don't need nobody else to praise over the stuff God does in my life. I praised them way before you found out about it. By the time you found out about it, it was six months ago. By the time I posted about it, I'm already out of that city. I visited that city, but I posted about it to let you know where I had already been. I ain't there now, but I've already been there. I already conquered that. Someone say, I'm just celebrating what I've already conquered, where I've already been, where I've already come out of. The only reason I'm telling you is because I wanted you to praise the Lord with me for what he had already done not what he's doing but what he already did the post just was to let you know old news ah. so she hid for a while and then it picks up in her hiding about Mary it continues. It doesn't continue with their story. But after she birthed the child, I mean, after she got pregnant, um, then, then we continue with Mary. And now she says, how can it be? But it's not in unbelief. It's, I just want to know what to say. I just want to know. I mean, I, I trust you and I believe you, but I just want to know how can this be? And the angel responds to her and he says, I want, uh, uh, Mary, may I? Not only introduce you to, uh, to uh, interrupt your plans, not only introduce uh, you to purpose, but can I, <laughs> this is the part right here I want to ask, can I fill you with power? Not with a son. I want to fill you with power. Some people want a gift. I don't want the gift. I want the power of the gift. <laughs> the power. He says, I want you to know, Mary, 
when someone asks you how it happened, <laughs> the Holy Spirit will overshadow you. And that thing inside of you will be filled with the Holy Ghost. Somebody, I know we don't say too much, we say Holy Spirit now. But somebody just holler out right now, just say the Holy Ghost. I need, uh, for, for 2023, what I need, all I want for 2023 is the Holy Ghost. That, that's all I need. I need power because there's no way I can live or survive without power. I have tried it on my own. It didn't work. I tried to do a lot of stuff on my own accord and it didn't work. But what I know is if I'm going to birth this thing, it's got to have some power attached to it. If you're going to bless me, don't bless me for social media. Don't bless me for Instagram. I'm saying bless me until it knocks out everything that's tried to attack me bless me until it disturbs every demon that's tried to control me bless me until it changes my language bless me until I don't just walk out something but I live out something bless me just so I don't have a praise break but bless me so I can cast out demons bless me so I can lay hands on my own self and I shall recover bless me so I can lay hands on my child what the education can't do let the Holy Ghost do in my house. Let me carry power. Someone say power, Lord. I gotta have it. That's right. I gotta have power. I don't care if you don't fill this church with another person. You got to fill it with power. If you don't give us 10 more members, you gotta give us 10 Holy Ghost filled people. You don't have to give us 15 people on the worship team, but you gotta give us five filled with power. You don't have to change keys, but you've got to change your life. And the only way you can change your life is with the power of the Holy Ghost. You don't need another medication. You need power. You need Holy Ghost power. That's what we need. That's what we got to have. I don't need a meeting with the mayor, but I need a meeting with the Holy Ghost. And I've got to have power. I got to have power. He said the only way you're going to be able to do this is you're going to have power to do it. I want you to look at someone and say, he's going to give you power to do it. He's going to give you power to overcome addictions. He's going to give you power to forgive that person. He's going to give you power to step out of that situation. He's going to give you power to say no. He's going to give you power to stop that. He's going to give you power to change your attitude. He's going to give you power to walk in things you've never been able to walk in. And when somebody asks you how you did it, you say nobody but the Holy Ghost. Nobody but the Holy Ghost. It ain't my mama. It ain't my daddy. It ain't what I studied for. It ain't the school I went to. It ain't who I married. It ain't who my daddy is. But it is who the Holy Ghost is. And what I need is more power. Can I fill you with power? And it's a question. Can I fill you with power? Because we are filled with a lot of stuff. But a lot of us are not filled with power. What I do miss about the holiness church is that you can't fool people who got power. You can play games and you can watch YouTube and you can sing a little cute songs. But when a devil is in the room, I don't need your things. I don't need your intellect. I don't need your DDs and your MDAs. But I do need power. I need the Holy Ghost because I got an issue. I got a demon chasing me. I want to give up. I want to commit suicide. And this kind goes not out but by prayer and the Holy Ghost. Somebody open up your mouth on this Christmas. Sunday and say I gotta have it I don't want to carry another thing without power I don't want to walk in another season without power 
I don't want to write another paper without power. I don't want to go to another business meeting without power. The only way I'm going to be able to carry this is something's got to carry me. The only way I can do this is something greater than me carries me and something greater than me pushes me and something greater than me opens up doors for me. Come on, scripture. It says out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. Somebody say, I'm getting ready to have a flowing. I'm getting ready to have a flowing. I've had some things stagnated. I've had some things stopped up. But this is the season of the flowing. This is the season of the outpouring. And I heard the voice of Joel the prophet say, in the last days, my sons and my daughters shall prophesy. Somebody say, I'm in the last days. And I'm getting ready to get a flowing. I'll fill you with power. I'll fill you. Oh, my, 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 my. Oh, Jesus. I'm going to fill you with power. My only, he said, my Holy Spirit shall, oh, Jesus, get out of there. He said, my Holy Spirit shall overshadow you. Ooh, I feel holiness. It's hard for me to talk about the Holy Ghost too long. It's hard for me to talk about power too long without me forgetting about Christmas. I'm so sorry. He says, but the Holy Spirit shall overshadow you, and that thing inside of you will be greater than you. Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost. Someone say Holy Ghost. But the thing I love about the Holy Ghost, whew, Jesus, is that the Holy Spirit did not come to consume her but it came to make her fruitful I won't allow the Holy Spirit to kill you but I will allow it to make you fruitful I will allow it to make you birth things not just this season but every season I, I'll cause you to rise above it they will have they might say that there's going to be a crashing of the system but you won't crash they might say that other people are not going to survive but you're going to survive because I'm not going to make the Holy Spirit consume you but it's going to make you fruitful like don't know what I'm saying is you don't have to be afraid of the Holy Ghost to kill you it ain't trying to kill you it's trying to kill it it wants to kill it so that you can live. Jesus said, I come that you might have life and life more abundantly. The Holy Spirit, I got to get out of this. So y'all sit down because I feel like preaching. Sit down. I'm just talking. And y'all still ain't sitting down. He said, the Holy Spirit. Whew, I want y'all to look at this, this Christmas story different. He said, that thing in you, it ain't just about a name. Others will know the name you carry. You won't just call the name. I'll tell you what to name it. This is the season where you're not going to name it. He's going to name it. And once someone said, how did you get that? He named it. I didn't name There are a whole bunch of children I named, but this one he named. This one's mine. Someone just say, this one's mine. This one right here is what he gave me. He said, the Holy Spirit shall overshadow you. He will overshadow you. I can't get off of that. He will overshadow you. You will be overwhelmed by his Holy Ghost. You will be overwhelmed by his presence. You will do great exploits this season because of his Holy Ghost. His Holy Spirit will overshadow you. And then she goes on after that. I'm ending here. He says, may I, may I interrupt your plans? May I introduce you to purpose? May I fill you with power? 
And lastly, may I fulfill my word. Because after she said all that, she said, I don't really still have it all figured out. But may it be unto me according to what you said. I don't know how it's going to play out, but I believe you. I don't know how it's going to work out, but I trust you. I'm going to fulfill my word, which in the scripture, the, the historians were saying that when it says nothing shall be impossible with God, the real interpretation is that no word from God is ever void. Say it again. It really means no word from God ever loses power. Whatever God said is potent. The word potent means it has power, <laughs> power to release power. The word is powerful on its own, but when it gets in you, it becomes even more powerful. We go from two, two Greek words that we know, Bishop. It's, one is called logos, which is just the word that you hear, the word that you read. But then there's another word that is called rhema. That is the word that is potent, that becomes alive. How do I know the word comes alive, Alexis? Thank you for asking me, Sister Bree Love. I'll tell you why. Because later on, Mary who got a word that was potent, <laughs> got around a relative who was also carrying something. And when she got around, I feel like preaching, excuse me, when she got around somebody else who was carrying something, that thing came alive in the other person. And the Holy Ghost that she had leaped on the Holy Ghost that the child didn't have. But the Bible says that the baby that was in Elizabeth got filled with the Holy Ghost while still in the womb. Hadn't been born yet, hadn't been birthed yet, but got around the Holy Ghost. And that Holy Ghost became potent and contagious. And come on, somebody else. I want to tell you, Don Trace, God is going to get you around some contagious people this season. God is going to get you around some people who ain't talking about giving up, who ain't talking about throwing in the towel. But God's going to put you around some people that when you get around them, you're going to say, oh, I feel like going on. Oh, I feel like pressing on. Oh, I feel like praying. Oh, I feel like worshiping. Because that thing that's going to get near you is going to have the Holy Ghost. I want to tell you something that sounds strange, Claudia. You ain't the only one pregnant. You ain't the only one carrying something. You just hadn't met them yet. Some of your friends are barren. But God's going to put you around some fruitful people. And how you're going to know they're fruitful is because when, they, when you get around them, Sister Nedra, they ain't going to be jealous. They ain't going to be envious. They ain't going to screenshot nothing. They're going to be saying, I've been waiting for somebody else like me. I've been waiting for somebody else I could talk about. 
these labor pains. I, I've been waiting for somebody else to talk about how I can't even fit into stuff I used to wear. I, I've been waiting for somebody else. To, you got to be pregnant to know what I'm talking about. You got you to have pregnancy. You got to be able to know what it's like to be able to carry something you hadn't birthed yet. To be around other people to say, girl, I've been there. God, I've been, I've, I've been in that season that, that you're not where you were, but you don't fit where you were. <laughs> you're not where you're going. But you don't fit where you were because you're carrying something. He said, Mary, can I fulfill my word? No word I say to you will ever go to the ground. And Mary's response was, my Kojic church, yes, Lord. Just yes, Lord. And I want us to practice right now. Just Everybody just lift your hands real quick. Just practice it because I'm through. Just say, yes, Lord. That's it. Like, I don't know what it's going to look like. I'm not even going to say this. Sometimes, uh, Sister Bridget, sometimes carrying something not only makes me feel uncomfortable, but it makes people who deal with me uncomfortable. Because I'm irritated not by you, but because I really don't understand what I'm carrying. But even in my non-understanding, I keep saying, yes, Lord, that you even chose me to carry something so holy, that you even chose me, that you wanted to use me. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Everybody stand to your feet all over. Thank you for your prayers and generous support that grant us the opportunity to do ministry. Now, this connection doesn't have to end here. Visit our website, engage with our social platforms, comment, review, screenshot, and share your growth with others. And until next time, keep growing.